Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20. Racing near sideline 10. Turn of the 5. Touchdown Raiders. The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Demond Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio right now. And joining us on the phone lines is Cassie Soto from the RJ, the review journal, VegasNation.com. She does everything with the Raiders, UNLV. She does a whole lot of everything around here. And Cassie, before we get into anything Raider-related, I heard that you were going to the Bad Bunny concert. So uh, how fired up are you to go see Bad Bunny? All I have to say is, if anybody sees me at the Bad Bunny concert, you didn't. (laughs) So, it's not me. It was not me. I'm going to say that right now. (laughs) Nice. That's a Uh, disclaimer. (laughs) Yes. But uh, anyways, I'm super excited. We actually... um, we thought we'd get fancy, and we got the the tickets in the Wynn Field Club, the End Zone Club. Oh, wow. Um, So I've been in there, you know, working and stuff to take pictures of fans having fun, and now hopefully I'll be the one having fun uh, in that fancy little End Zone party over there. Nice, nice. So, yes, if you see Cassie Soto, you did not see Cassie Soto. You did it. You did it. (laughs) And she is not responsible for anything that you may have witnessed because she is not working. (laughs) So. There you go. Right. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys have a great time at the concert. I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a show. It's been sold out for a long time. So, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll have to get all the the sounds and sights from it later on next week when you recover. Because, again, I think you're going to have some. uh, You're going to need some time to recover. Let's put it like that. So. (laughs) Hey, I I thought ahead, though. I thought ahead, though. I was like, you know what? Let's go to the Friday show because I'm going to need all day Saturday before I can sit down and watch a football game Sunday. Boom. Boom. There it is right there. See, that, that is very good training right there. You've trained yourself well. We're very <laughs> proud of you. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So let's get to those 0-2 Raiders traveling to Nashville to take on the 0-2 Tennessee Titans. And how important, I've been saying this for a while, Cassie, I feel like this game for the Raiders is more important than it is for the Titans. Like the Raiders have to win more than the Titans have to win, even though both teams are 0-2. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's so funny. I know a lot of people hate saying this is a must-win game, right, three weeks into the season. But I think this is a must-win game for the Raiders. And I think it's a must-win game because they have a new head coach that's supposed to be, you know, this playbook god kind of sort of. They got this new uh, offensive weapon in Devontae Adams that is the best wide receiver in the league. You lock down all of your star players. You added Chandler Jones. You added these key names. And and what have they shown for? And what have they done? What have they done to you? Owen, too. And it's just not the start that I think anybody would have pictured when I think the books had eight and a half, but I don't think they had, a, you know, oh, and two, the first, uh, the first ones would be losses. But I just think more after talking to the players this week and, you know, hearing from Josh McDaniels, I don't think anybody is hitting the panic button, which is good. Right. But I think you heard Devonte Adams during the week where he said, hey, there's got to be some urgency here. It is your job to do your job. And Devontae Adams isn't going to turn the season around. Derek Carr isn't going to turn the season around. It's on everybody. And I don't know if he, you know, I think he said a lot of things without saying a lot of things. So 
I don't know, you know, if you're into subliminal messages and, you know, kind of stuff like that. I don't know if if he was, you know, kind of in a way, in his own way, calling out his team. Um, but he's obviously was voted a captain for a reason. And he's obviously, you know, have a lot has a lot of titles behind his name. And I think if you're the guy sitting next to Devontae Adams, you want to be like Devontae Adams. So if everybody has that mentality, what did he say? I think he said play every snap yeah. like it's like it's the most important snap or yeah, something like, like it's that the season. right basically it's like the season like you have yeah. to play every snap like it's the you know, like you said most important one yeah absolutely good stuff yeah and i imagine that that's mentally draining mm-hmm. but if you want to win and you want to be successful i think that that's the mentality everybody has to have yeah and you know i'm glad you mentioned what Devonte adams said because we we did like a whole segment on it when he was talking and we even ran it back a couple times just because like you said there was a lot he said without saying a lot and he talked about Derek carr getting hit on the second play of the game last week against the cardinals mm-hmm. and so he had to get protection i think we counted three times that he had mentioned the offensive line and then all also the buy-in and so you know you've been in the locker room you've been there at practice you see all these guys do you think that all the players in the locker room collectively right now are all bought in you know what I have to think so because we were in the locker room 20 30 minutes no like 20 15 20 minutes after that loss and you could hear zippers being unzipped you could hear like shoelaces being tied it was so quiet in that room in a huge locker room you could hear everything and the players, there was no music being played. There wasn't anything on the TVs. You know, I think they all felt that loss. They all took it. Um, we spoke to Max Crosby immediately following loss, and he was just sitting there like, this sucks. He really was like, this sucks. And a loss like this, I think, like, he put his hands on his head. He's like, I'm still trying to process how, how this happened. Um, so I have a feeling, you know, at least the, the the key guys, the guys that can make that difference on this roster, right. they're bought in. They're fully bought in. And I think, you know, if you want to be a star on this team and you want to make a name for yourself and, you know, prove why you belong on this roster, you have to be bought in at this point because this team needs you. Yeah, they do. They need you in a major way, and they need you to go out and perform on Sunday against the Titans in a major way and come away with a victory because, again, I think that this victory or this game is more important for the Raiders than it is even for Tennessee, even though both teams are 0-2. We're talking again with Cassie Soto here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. As far as the identity of this team, you know, I I don't know what it is yet, and I don't think that the Raiders know what it is, but in in your opinion, what do you think the, the, the identity of this team should be? I mean, I think it should be a high-powered offense, right, that could just get the ball down the field in a blink of an eye. I think that's what it should be, but I don't know when we're going to see that. And, you know, in talking and doing all of our Vegas Nation shows, I asked um, Vinny Bontenior, I said, like, when is this offense going to find its balance? Right. You know, are they going to run the ball? Are they going to pass the ball? And I think that that goes hand in hand. It's just kind of what their identity is. Yep. And, you know, cute. And going back to, you know, Sunday's game, I know everybody hates talking about it. They've all moved on. But, you know, it's just incredible. Like, this team really was up 20-0 and then just hit cruise control. And I think at one point in the press box, like, you and I made eye contact <laughs> and we're like, is this happening? Right. Is this really happening? Like yep. you and I looked at each other and, you know, and I think, yeah, until a team finds its identity, like we're going to keep looking at each other like what is going on here? Right. Exactly. It's funny. You tweeted out. I remember in the game you tweeted out 20 zero felt like so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it, did. it did. It really did. And I was like midway through the third quarter, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. And, and, and it's so funny because when I saw that tweet, I was like, 
Amen, because it did. It felt like it was so mm -hmm. long ago. The team had total control of the game until they didn't have control, and you almost felt like you knew what was going to happen. Just sitting in the press box like, yep, this is about to be an L, right? I mean, you and can it's just, just so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy, Q, and I know you've been, you've been you know, following this team forever, but it's just like I just sit there, and I'm like, is it a generational thing? Like, did somebody put the voodoo on the Raiders? <laughs> like, is this just like, you know – head coach after head coach, new player after new player. Like we saw it in the Dolphins game last season. You know, now they've got a whole completely reworked system here and boom, kind of that same like last second loss or well, not last second. This one was a, a slow kill. Right. But you know, like yeah. just kind of that same stuff. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, exactly. And and believe me, no, nobody in Raider Nation, uh, you know, they they, they don't, uh, they, they feel the same way. They're like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> right. Like, they're... oh yeah, I got the phone call from Los afterwards and oh, I'm like, I man, I'm working. I can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't on the other end of that conversation because I, uh -huh. I could imagine the anger that one Los was feeling because I know, like I said, how Raider Nation was feeling. Had a lot of family and friends in town myself, and, yeah, they weren't too happy either with the with the results of that game on Sunday. So moving forward to this game, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs, after the game in the locker room on Sunday, had talked about or made it feel like he probably should have ran the ball more. The Raiders are ranked 30th right now in rushing offense. How much more involved – yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you think that the Raiders running backs need to be <laughs> uh, a lot, right. uh, a lot, uh, point blank, simple period, a lot. Um, yeah. I think. And again, a player that we've talked to a lot is Josh Jacobs. And he obviously took responsibility after the Chargers game when he had that easy walk and touchdown and slipped on yep. whatever, um, you know. And so I think he took responsibility for that. But like. I think this is a guy that obviously wants to play. They did not pick up his fifth-year contract. He, he's got to show something. But mm -hmm. if they're not running the ball, what does he have to show, you know? So I think, yeah, they absolutely need to get him more involved. Brandon Bolden was back um, up at practice this week. I don't know how, how much he's going to be able to go. We, we know we saw him get going versus the Chargers. Um, but, yeah, I think Josh Jacobs has proved that he he can get hit and still put up a couple more yards after that. So I think you absolutely need to give him the ball and just see what he can do with it, see what he can make of it. Right. I mean, he was running strong on Sunday. He really was. I mm -hmm. mean, and I just feel like they kind of went away with uh, away from him a little bit too soon. Too soon. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And let's say roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. In in game one, Devontae had ten catches. Game two, he had two catches. What the hell do you think he's going to do in game three? Where's the middle even? What are they going to do with Devontae? Seven? Lucky number seven? I don't know. Seven with a touchdown in there? Like, that would be... Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, it was like the talk was like, oh, he was targeted too much. Right. And then the second game, oh, my God, where is Devontae Adams? You know, kind of thing. And right. I think he's a player, you know, I think for you know how much of a start how much stardom he has and you know he's proved his talents obviously these guys say you know like it's it's not about me it's about the team but I think if Devontae Adams you know was truthful he'd say like just give me the ball and I'll make something happen right you know yep. so yeah no I absolutely think he needs to be more involved um because he's just shown that he can be a game changer and he can be a game wrecker if you allow him to Right, and look, after the Charger game, he was one of the last ones in the locker room. We got to talk to him for a very lengthy amount of time. After the Cardinal game, he was the first one out of the locker room. I mean, he was... He left <laughs> He left 
before the media even all of us really got down there you right. know and settled so yep. it was 10 minutes before we were even allowed in the locker room exactly. he was out he had his head down he had his head down he wasn't smiling he wasn't talking to nobody he had his glasses on he was out the building yeah he didn't stop at the food line to get some food he just kept it pushing right he was out of mm-hmm. there so he was clearly not too happy all right well cassie before we let you go i gotta ask you vegasnation.com you guys got wall-to-wall raiders coverage what do you got what do you guys got cooking yeah, so our writers, of course, have daily content coming out at VegasNation.com. But then we have our Vegas Nation game day show, which will preview this matchup. Um, that comes out Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. You can catch it at Review Journal YouTube page. Again, VegasNation.com. Um, and I think they have it up over there on our Vegas Nation Twitter also. So nice. it's, we're on all platforms everywhere. But just go VegasNation.com and, and you'll be sure to find it. And then final question for you. Do you have your hydration type uh, powder or pr- preparation? <laughs> Do you have a game plan? for your hydration for this evening i'm gonna fill you in on the little secret blue powerade okay okay i don't know i don't know what it is it's not red it's not the yellow it's not or it's blue powerade and the fridge is completely stocked boom there it is that means you have a game plan you have you have plans on how you're gonna you're gonna get through it stay hydrated and uh, enjoy the bad bunny concert uh you know recharge on saturday and re- be ready for that early kickoff on sunday raiders and titans there you go i i can't wait <laughs> well enjoy the concert cassie we appreciate you as always thank you Absolutely. There she goes. Cassie Soto from the RJ VegasNation.com at underscore Cassie Soto on Twitter and with us here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Going to take a quick break. Come on back. Get to some calls, texts. Plus, you got some sound from the locker room that'll be coming up. We got Amik Robertson. We got Dylan Parham. We got Keelan Cole. All that's on the way here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. All right, now I'll tell you. I never thought I would know so much about Grand Theft Auto as I know now, listening to my man Demo Dave. Shout out to Demo Dave. He gave us the details on Grand Theft Auto and all the cheat codes and everything. Getting, I, I never knew it was that serious about a video game. Like, I've heard of people hacking into things. I didn't think people would hack into an unfinished video game, but that's just me. I digress. 321 is the time. Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Coming up about 3.30, you'll hear from both wide receiver Keelan Cole and also offensive lineman Dylan Parham. Caught up with both those guys in the locker room uh, after Raiders practice today. And then later on in the show in the 4 o'clock hour, you'll hear from cornerback Amik Robertson who came up with his first interception of his career last week against the Arizona Cardinals, obviously in a losing effort. But we want to hear from you, Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line is 69 187 keyword R&R looking for keys to victory. What do the Raiders need to do to come away with the win on Sunday versus Tennessee Titans fly back to Vegas feeling good about themselves? And also, who do you think is a player or players that we'll be talking about come Monday? Who are the ones that are going to be standouts? And I know we'll be talking about Derek Carr. That's the obvious. Even as much as I don't like to talk about Derek Carr, well, I know we're going to talk about him. But other players, let's think outside the box a little bit. Who else do you think could step up and have a big game? I'll say this. And then we'll go to the phone lines. Raider Mac, I see you there. We'll go to you right now. But I think a guy that we'll be talking about on Monday is Mac Hollins. I think that relationship with Derek Carr is continuing to grow. Not just because he had five catches last week, but I just I feel like they're on the same page and they've been on the same page for a while in training camp. And the one thing we all know about Derek Carr is when he trusts somebody, he'll go to him early and he'll go to him often. I believe that he is on that same page with Mac Hollins where he fully trusts him. And something that Matt Collins has done to 
get on the same page with D.C., it's going to make him more available. So I think Mac Hollins is a guy that we may be talking about on Monday that had another good game. I don't expect him to lead the team in catches or yards or touchdowns, but I just think you'll start to say, someone will call in or else I'll say it myself, you're seeing that relationship continue to grow, especially with Hunter Renfro out. Mac Hollins might have a bigger day and a bigger game than he even had last week, but we'll see how everything is distributed. We'll see what it looks like come, come kickoff, 10 a.m., on Sunday, and you can hear that game, of course, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Raider Mack. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, you know, um, Q, man, I think everybody, um, you know, everybody's just this. We, you know what? We As a Raider fan for since since the, the 70s, man, we just disappointed on the way we lose games. And, and we done lost many games like that Miami game but in the last second, but we won games at the thing. So at the end of the day, it just go play. My thing, the key to the game is going to be is, is going to be penalties. If we can keep yep. the penalties down, we can win this game. Um, we can win this game. It's not going to be an easy game, just like last week. We both of me and you said the same thing when everybody else was talking about, oh, this is going to be a blowout. I mean, it seemed like that at first, but that right. And the key player, I think, on I'm going on the on defensive side of the ball, and that's I. I it's time for Rock Yassin to to step up. I think he's gonna have a good game against because there's nobody on Tennessee um, receivers that scare me. You know, everybody's gone right. that was anything. But I, we just play penalty free and just play our game and just let the chips lie where they lie and go from there and 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 cut all that. And you know, I just want to say something to the Raider Nation. Hey, we can't. We, I think we get when we win, we overhype. When we lose, we that's why they call fans. We just got to have an even kill so we can just go ahead and get the players. I mean, yeah, they mess up. They know that. They, you, we ain't got to tell them. They know that. Cause they <laughs> right. got film session on Monday. So I think I think we're going to come away with a win. Last week I was kind of nervous, but this week I feel more confident with the coaching staff. And that's another thing. The coaching staff cannot get out coached by uh, Mike, Bra- Mike Brable in uh, Tennessee because that's going to be the key. DeMond, sorry. But hopefully we win this game. I I I, I kind of got nervous when uh, what's the name um, the running back our running back not might not play. So oh Jacobs that's, yeah. that's Jacobs. So that's kind of nervous. But thank you guys. Have um, are you going to be in Vegas or are you heading to the game too? I'm in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna be at the M Resort. So uh, definitely hey, come on by if you get a at? chance at the M Resort. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll probably come by there. Okay. Sounds good. I'll okay. see you there, brother. All right. Take care and. Go Raiders. There you go, Raider Mac. Appreciate the call, my man. Yeah, the M Resort's going to be the spot. Uh, of course, the game kicks off at 10 a.m. Eric Allen will be there for the pregame show bright and early, so feel free to get there super early, and I'll uh, take it home with the postgame show. But I, I do plan on being there early for the game. As, again, I said, kicks off at 10 a.m., so we'll make a little watch party outside the Raiders Tavern. So definitely come on by, hang out with us. We'll have a really good time. Uh, got a text from the 530. I'd like to see Carr get more depth on his dropbacks. It seems like he's 7 to 8 yards when other quarterbacks are 9 to 10. I think that helped the line. And his play-action fakes are the worst in the NFL. I'm not a car hater. I just think there's room for improvement. Fair enough. Uh, it's Rob in Vegas. He says the key to victory might be scoring touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. Going for it on fourth down once in a while might not hurt either. Yeah. You know, that's one of the big things, man, and that's something Fabian talks about all the time. Anytime we talk about field goals and touchdowns, I always got a reference. My guy Fabian, is uh, he always says no minus fours. Got to get into the end zone. And I do think that the Raiders do a good job getting into the end zone. And, again, even up 20 nothing at halftime, I think they were definitely in position to win that game. They just ultimately didn't. I, I expected 
and I remember I caught some flack for this, and that's okay. I caught some flack for this on Monday when I said that I expected the offense to do a little bit more. You know, they scored 20. I'm not saying they have to go score 30 a, a game, but since they scored 20 in the, in the first half, I thought them scoring 7 to 10 points in the second half is reasonable. Right? I'm not saying that you, you have to go put up 20 in each half and go score 40, but I thought, you know, hey, you come out and score one touchdown, put up 10 points in the second half, you're basically you're assaulting the game away. You're winning the game. And they only put up three. So that's, that's the thing, man. You've got to get into the end zone. You can't just uh, rest on the lead. You, you just can't. Um, let's see. we got a text from LJ. I think a name that may get some love come Monday must, uh, may just be Jonathan Abram. If Merrick is able to play, Abram may drop down the box and attack Derrick Henry. Additionally, I think T-Billy gets some key targets. That being said, game balls go to Carr, Adams, Crosby, go Raiders. That's from LJ. Thank you so much for that text. And T-Billy is a guy that Vinny pointed out earlier this week, I think, Maybe I'm – I don't know what day it was. It was one of those days that we were at practice, and he said, maybe number one needs to get a little bit of burn. You know, maybe number one needs to get some uh, you know, some extra action out there talking about T-Billy. And as I mentioned that Mac Hollins, I feel like, is on the same page with Derek Carr. I And this is just my gut feeling. I don't know. I feel like T-Billy and Derek Carr aren't on the same page. I just don't, I just don't see it. Even from what I saw in training camp, uh, how many times did I come back to the show, DeMond, and say T-Billy would say, I can't throw myself the ball. I can't throw myself the ball. I mean, he said, he said that all the time. I just don't think that him and Carr are on the same page, and that's why I don't think you see him getting the action that he'd like to get. Yeah, so when you say that from training camp, and I know Carr didn't play in any preseason games, do you think that that hurt him a little bit, that he hasn't been able to build up reps and chemistry with Carr in an actual game setting? Yeah, absolutely, because he got a lot of burn with Stidham. Right, he got a lot of burn with uh, you know whoever else, Nick Mullins, before they traded him. But he didn't get a lot of burn with Carr, you know, because he's not on the first team. And every once in a while, he'd be out there on the first team. And when he was, he didn't get the ball. And that's when he'd say, "I can't throw the ball to myself. I was open. I can't throw the ball to myself." Right? And he, he'd look at us all the time. So I don't think, and this is not like there's a, a beef between them. We just know Derek Carr likes to target guys he's comfortable with and I don't think that he's on the same page and again just my gut feeling don't think he's on the same page right now with T Billy let's go back out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200 let's hear from Charles in Kentucky welcome to the show what's on your mind brother hey Q what's going on man I had had a few little things I wanted to go over real quick Jonathan Hankins gonna be the guy we're talking about because he's gonna he's he's gonna be the one that's got to deal with the big man Henry uh you know, a few things that I just want to point out is PFF, which is actually BSF in my mind, <laughs> when they say uh, them and ESPN say 0-2 teams do not make the playoffs. Well, 0-2 teams are usually like the Jets, the Jaguars, the Houston Texans. They're not good teams to go 0-2. The Raiders have had the worst, I mean, luck right now because, I mean, honestly, Q, Cleo Mike hates the Raiders. He only plays one good game a year, and it's when he plays against the Raiders for some reason. And we know he hates the Raiders. I mean, he probably loves Derry Carr, whatever, la, la, la. He hates the Raiders. I mean, we can agree on that, right? Sure. And the yeah. Chargers, we boot them out of the playoffs. If you ain't mad if you're a Charger player, then you ain't, shouldn't even be playing football. So they serve us up to the Chargers game one. And we're not – we play together, and somehow we almost win that game. And, and then we go to Arizona – and I don't care who you are. If you're a team that ain't played together, who's up twenty-three to nothing in the third quarter, is going to get a little passive. You know, a little, a little. I don't, I don't care who you are. If you play sports, you know, you play basketball before you. Yeah. You can. You're going to let off the gas. Well, it's just human nature. Especially you don't have the experience on this team playing together. It's not the end of the world. This team's still good. If you want to really look how good the Raiders are, let's look at the first half. What we what we can be when we're when we're on hitting on all cylinders. Right. So, and how many Kyler Murrays are we going to play against? Because there ain't another quarterback. Well, Lamar Jackson, who could have brought that team back like that, who 
would have ran our defense into the uh, into the lead. You know, I mean, into the ground like that. Right. So I, I, yeah, we're just a little too down. We might look back in 12, 12 weeks from now and go, "Wow, that loss might have been the best thing that happened to this team." But I got a feeling, and this, you know, I've been wrong a lot this year so far in two games. <laughs> so, but I got a feeling that that, that we're going to really do good in this Titans game. I think we're not going to let off the gas, and I think we're going to score at will. And I, no disrespect to you, Demond. Uh, I live out here by the Titans. They're just beat up, man. And Henry looks a little tired to me. You know, these running backs after a few years, they tail off. But that's just I predict a uh, I predict a big win for the Raiders. I, I don't think it's going to be as close as what we think. I still think this team's really good, and I think they're they're just getting their feet together, you know, laying play together. Anyway, Q, love the show, man. Uh, good luck. Go Raiders. There it is. Hey, great call, my man, Charles in Kentucky right there. I, I like the call. And, yeah, that's the thing about it that I've been trying to say, and I think DeMond's been trying to pound home the same message. The team is a really good team. Obviously, the results aren't there, so you can't, you know, you can't predict what they're going to do, but they look good, right? They do have playmakers. I think Josh McDaniels is a really good head coach. I think everyone's still trying to get everything together and figure things out. And, uh, again, that's not an excuse because, in my opinion, they probably should have got some burn in the preseason so they could start to work some of the kinks out that they're working out right now. I don't like taking real games and using them as, like, test dummies, right? I don't want to be a test dummy in a real game. I want to be a test dummy during the test dummy type game, which is preseason, which is I wish they had done that. I honestly believe that was a mistake not getting some burn in preseason. But on the flip side of that, the guys that needed to get to the regular season healthy got to the regular season healthy. So, you know, if they didn't, then everyone would be hammering Josh McDaniels or ever, anyone else. Why the hell did you have that person out there playing? So it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. How about Gangster Raider? What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Man, I want to apologize to the whole entire Raider Nation for pumping y'all up in the offseason, thinking this was going to be a great, glorious season. I was dead wrong. I drank the Kool-Aid. And I apologize, you know what I'm saying? But also, I want to say to my Raider Nation, we always show up for the team. Even in L.A., we showed up. We showed up last week. When the team going to start showing up for us? You know what I'm saying? We've been showing up for this team all the time. We invest money while they making money on the field. We spending money to be there to support them, and they don't even show up. Derek Carl smiling and laughing in press conferences. Chandler Jones need to put some bass in his voice and take that smile off his face. The only one that seems serious is Devontae Adams. So until the team starts showing up for us, I say we stop showing up for them. Let them go back to playing in front of an empty stadium like they did in 2020, and maybe they'll start showing up for us. Because I thought we had a competent head coach, which it seems like he'd been our coach by Boy Blunder and, and Cliff Kingsbury. He didn't got our coach both times. And I thought we had a confident quarterback, but I see we still getting um, Binky Carr instead of Derek Carr. I thought we were going to get Dirk Carr this year, a fully developed, you know, a, a, a honed-in Derek Carr. But like I said, I apologize for y'all. And until they start showing up for us, I say we stop showing up for them. You know what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. Keep it gangster, y'all. I'm gone. There he is, Gangster Raider, fired up. All right, there you go. Well, he went from 17-0 uh, on the season and Derek Carr the MVP to not showing up to the games now. And, you know, I get it, man. I get it. Frustration kicks in. And, you know, you're not wrong. You know, and I said it earlier in the show, Raider Nation has been showing up. And supporting the team for years on top of years on top of years. Doesn't matter what player is coming through that locker room. Doesn't matter what player is wearing that jersey. Players come and go. Coaches come and go. Free agency kicks in. You know, trades happen. All that. But Raider Nation, they stay strong and they stay, you know, right there. Passionate, following their team. Just want to uh, get a little bit of return on investment. And right now the Raiders don't have that. So I understand the frustration 
of the fan base. Thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. We'll get back to some calls and texts in just a little bit. 702-365-9200. Also, Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. But let's go into the Raiders locker room right now. Uh, earlier, myself and Paul Gutierrez from ESPN had a quick minute to catch up with Keelan Cole, a guy that will probably get some burn now that we know that Hunter Renfro is out officially. Here is that conversation. Seems like there might be a potential opportunity for you if Hunter can't go. Do you approach the game any differently or you just approach it the same way? That's been my career, so yeah. I just always stick my head down and just keep on waiting for the next opportunity. What do you feel like the, the week of practice has been like after, uh, obviously, that loss to the Cardinals? Uh, the normal week of practice. I mean, we always work in the win, so it ain't like we was just doing anything different. We just trying to put our head down even more so that way we can push over the hump. Feel like the intensity maybe ramped up a little bit or just No, same? just more more focus, mental focus, just trying to get the little right so that way we're not beating ourselves. Right. When you look at this offense, it seems like even Josh talked about it this week, that you guys are still trying to find kind of the identity. Derek said he's still trying to get comfortable in the system. Is that just part of what an early part of a season goes like? This is my first week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you feeling though? I mean, it's a different team. Like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know. I just do my part, really. I don't. Yeah. I ain't really. You can't. That's the thing. If you worry about everything else, like, you'll never really get your part right. So that's why. I mean, yeah. it's really not. You, I can tell you from the outside in, but yeah. inside out, yeah. I'm doing my part. Right. That's all I know. How, how, how difficult is it to pick up a, a new playbook, though? Just it's, in it's general, not, it's not really difficult. It's just more the, the coaches are will be the different part of what they're teaching. Everybody right. teaches something different. So that's how. So there's wide receiver Keelan Cole. He's answering our questions. But really, I think all attention, including mine right there as I'm listening, went to what was going on in the background, which was Steve Weiss from NFL Network. He does a fantastic job doing push-ups because he stepped on the Raider logo in the locker room. You heard Foster Barreau yelling, Steve, Steve, Steve. And then don't nobody answer questions, no comment, don't do anything until he answers, until he does the push-ups. And then they started counting them out. As he was doing them. So as we wrapped up, me and Paul turned around and looked, and Steve was definitely down there. Uh, his tie was on the ground. He's up there doing push-ups. Uh, he was a good sport about it. Uh, he did say afterwards, he said, "What? Uh, when did this locker room become a locker, uh, a college locker room uh, where they do push-ups when you step on a logo? But uh, that's been something we've talked about quite a bit here on the show ever since uh, the media has been allowed back in the locker room this year as opposed to it's been a couple of years since we've been in there. So it's been it's fun. But you heard you heard the spirited locker room right there. And you also heard Keelan Cole, a guy who doesn't have a whole lot to say. And it just sounds like to me, hey, I'm just out, I'm just going to go out there and do what I do. I'm just going to go out there and make sure I handle my business. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to be critical of what he had to say, but. You know, as I was ta- listening to what he had to say and, and Paul was asking questions and I was asking questions, I kept thinking, like, yeah, I don't know if he's really – I don't want to say all in because he's definitely all in, but he's not – it's not one of those where the, he's he's a tight-knit part of the group. Maybe that's it. And, and look, he's got, he was released. He was put on the practice squad. He was brought back. So he's going through – you know, he's going through his own, you know, uh, range of emotions and kind of a roller coaster uh, affair with the team since he's been with the Raiders. So, uh, you know, I, I just don't know if he's in lockstep with what the Raiders are trying to do. And I kind of picked up on that as we were talking to him again, Keelan Cole in the Raiders locker room, a guy that we know is part of the, the plans moving forward and is going to be a part of the plans moving forward is a third round pick Dylan Parham. He's a guy that's played. He's played the right guard position. He's played the left guard position. He's played the center position. I mean, he's done a little bit of everything going all the way back to preseason. Got the start at center last week for uh, Andre James, who was out with the concussion. Maybe James will be back this week. Maybe he won't. 
Either way, you know, Dylan Parham will be out there, and there's a guy named Jeffrey Simmons that's across from him that's going to try to uh, wreck the game. The Raiders are going to have to really watch out for him. Here's the conversation I had with Dylan Parham in the Raiders locker room just a little while ago. Here in the Raiders locker room with Dylan Parham. And Dylan, uh, it's been a couple games so far. You're headed to uh, Tennessee. What has been the vibe been so far this week for uh, practice? Uh, definitely just the emphasis to get better, um, execute. And I'm just having the mentality that we need to just go in there, execute our game, the entirety, the full 60 minutes. And uh, if it comes down to overtime, just make sure that we're uh, prepared to be able to play a full game. How have you felt that you've done through the two, uh, first two games playing multiple positions so far? Uh, I feel like I've played well. Obviously, there are a lot of different things that I need to work on, little technical issues. But overall, I feel like I've played at a decent level. Have you done a little bit extra uh, film work this work uh, this week, knowing that a guy like Justin Simmons is, or Jeffrey Simmons, excuse me, is going to be playing across from you? Uh, every week I just go with the mentality. Obviously, I need to do a little bit more, um, and so this week is the same as each week. Um, I know that I have a really good opponent uh, across from me. I was just like really great talent, really good player. So, but I just know uh, each week, regardless of who I'm playing, I know that I need to have emphasis on uh, little things that I need to look. I mean, do to help me execute and play at my highest level. I know you guys have had a rotation on the offensive line, but do you feel like you you guys are starting to come together? You and the guys. That around you? Um, yes, I feel like each and every day, um, just the way we uh, execute and the way we operate, um, it, should, it doesn't matter who's in or who's beside me. It's just like we are constantly communicating and talking with one another, so it's easy whoever we're playing next to. Been uh, pretty excited to get back on the field and, and play another game after a, a loss that you had last week? Uh, yes, sir. Each week uh, is just the best and first off, just to be here, just to be able to play for the Raiders. Um, so I'm just enjoying it. I'm taking it week by week and enjoying it each and every day. So, uh, of course, it's exciting. I get to go back to uh, uh, Tennessee. <laughs> right, and so right. it's going to be uh, exciting. It's going to be nice to be able to go back to the South and I uh, enjoy that. But it's uh, always a blessing just to step on that field each and every week. You're going to have some family and friends there? Yes, sir, I will for sure. Most definitely. There you go. There's rookie guard center Dylan Parham. Who knows where he's going to be playing on Sunday, but you do know he's going to be playing on Sunday. He's got a really good mindset, a good approach to every single week. You know, just put his head down and continue to work and grow. And I think he's been doing really well through two games his rookie year. I think he's done really well. He acknowledged he's got room to grow. I think every player in that locker room has room to grow. But uh, I like what I'm seeing so far from young Dylan Parham. The offensive lineman plays multiple positions with the silver and black. So uh, we'll hear more. Uh, from the Raider locker room in a little while, we'll, we'll hear from uh, Amik Robertson. I had an opportunity to catch up with him, so we'll uh, hear from him probably in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll hear a couple minutes of Amik Robertson. But right now, let's look for call number 9 and 10. I got the ultimate Raider hookup for you. Uh, we're going to be giving this out next Friday. We're going to be picking a winner. I'm going to look for call number 9 and 10. We forgot to do it yesterday, so want to make sure that we get this done. We're going to give a $35 gift card to the Raider Image. That's going to get you in to win two tickets to the Raiders versus Denver game on the October 2nd on Sunday, two field club passes, and an autographed Raider jersey. So call number 9 and 10 right now, 702-365-9200. is going to get you in to win the ultimate Raiders hookup with Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 35 is the time. Coming up at the top of the hour, you'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels as we uh, had an opportunity to talk to him earlier this morning at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Also in the next hour, you'll hear from Amik Robertson and then Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com will join us to talk some money lines, talk some college football, talk some NFL, see where the action's at, see how you can win some money. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's coming up in the next hour. But right now we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. We also got the Salmon Dash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, talking about keys of victory for the silver and black. I got my thoughts. I'll share them in the next hour. Also, guys that we think we'll be talking about on Monday. If you're looking at the Raiders roster, who are some guys that you think may stand out? 
before the Raiders had a total collapse on Sunday against the Cardinals, I was looking at Amik Robertson as a guy that we were going to be talking about who had a big pick. Mac Hollins was having a nice game. He had about four or five catches early on uh, for the Raiders. Thought, okay, we're going to be talking about him. Max Crosby was wrecking the Cardinals. You know, he, he, I know he didn't get uh, a bunch of sacks. He got one. Probably he should have had three, but two were called back because of uh, penalties. But he was wrecking them, so I thought we were going to be talking about Max Crosby. Uh, there was a, a lot of guys that were starting to stand out early, and then in the second half, well, we all know what happened. Jerron Harmon, when he made that big play in, in overtime on fourth down when he uh, busted up Marquise Hollywood-Brown, thought that was a guy that we were going to be talking about a lot. But after the collapse and the way that they lost, definitely didn't think we were going to be talking about anybody except for what happened. <laughs> where, where, where's the, where's the uh, issues lie? My man P.E. in North Carolina said, Devon Diablo, he's got to tackle better, take better angles, and cover better. And Devon Diablo, and great text, P.E., thank you so much. Devon Diablo is a guy that I'm pretty high on. I think that he could play really well. I think he has an opportunity to be a good player. But so far this season, I, in my opinion, he's gotten off to a slow start. In my opinion, he's got to do exactly what P.E. said. He's got to tackle better. He's missed some tackles. He's got to take better angles, and he's got to be able to cover better. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And with Denzel Perryman being out, that could be a big deal. Maybe you see more Luke Masterson. Maybe you see more Darian Butler. But someone's got to step up uh, in that role because, again, with Denzel Perryman out being a, a guy that had so many tackles just a year ago for the Silver and Black, that is a big loss. Let's go out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Bernard. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? How you doing? How y'all how y'all doing? Oh, we're blessed. Hey, Q, I don't think I really have one particular person okay. uh on on the team, but I'm gonna just say the the defense. And I think the defense has been playing good. They just get been getting some bad breaks. And you even talked about Mac, Max Crosby. The the one sack when Kylie kinda ducked down, you know, bent down and he flipped over him, yep. that probably would have ended the game right there. And Max Crosby was just like, damn. Yep. But and then what sucks too is that turnover that won the game, you know, those points go against the defense. And I think remember, I remember last year you were talking about, like, the Raiders would only give up, like, 23 points somewhere around there. The defense would be good. And they're really right around there, except for the turnovers in the San Diego game. They probably would have kept San Diego around that point limit. And then the game last week, without that turnover, the Cardinals would have been around 23 to 20 points, somewhere yeah. up in there. So the defense as a unit, I, just need, they, I think they're going to have to carry this team a little bit as the offense gets more in sync. And I think the offense, they can score 25, 26, 27 points. And as the season goes along, I think they get in the 30, 30 point range. Okay. And then with Devontae, and then with, I'm going to uh, go back with Devontae Adams real quick when he said, made the statement, you know, about we need to be focused like all game, not just yep. one play at it, you know, not just one half. Yep. He was talking to the whole team, man. If you look at him since he's been in the league, this dude's not used to losing more than like, I think he's only lost six games, like oh, more than six games during his whole time in the league. So, he, you know, two games for him, is that's like a lot. And as much success as he, as he has had, he hasn't been to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I think he's like, man, I want to get to the Super Bowl. I got all these accolades, but a star receiver like that, all pro, all everything, and he's never been to the Super Bowl. So I think he's like, man, I don't have a lot of time left. I want to get to the dang Super Bowl. And then one more thing, you be having me cracking up, man, when you talk about child support. Them rears, man, them rears will make you cry, brother, when you get it. You know, it ain't nothing like, it ain't, it ain't nothing like getting, a, getting a bonus check and everybody's smiling, and then you're looking and uh, everybody, oh, I had a job one time, and we got a bonus check, everybody all happy. 
I looked at my bonus check. I was like, damn, I'd be, I'd be all happy too. They, they all happy with it. While I'm like looking, I was about to cry. I was like, they're weird, <laughs> brother. They, uh, they, they dipped into my whole bonus check. I was like, man, I feel like quitting. I don't even want to work no more. Man, it'll <laughs> have you that way. You, you ain't lying, man. Good call, Bernard. Appreciate you, my man. Yeah, that ain't no joke. And I, I'm telling you, man. That that damn California Child Support Department. I don't mean to go back and talk, bring up old stuff, but man, that is a rough department to deal with. Anyone who's listening that works there, you already know. You already know what I'm talking about. It it, it is an issue. The left hand has no idea what the right hand is doing ever, ever. I mean, there were so many times when I was in Texas and they were, you know, taking taking money out of my check, and I was okay with that, right? It was, I mean, the the job. It's easier for me. The job's paying it. I don't even have to worry about paying it on time because it comes out the check anyway. They had the nerve to call me one time. Was like, oh, you're you you owe us back money. I was like, how? You take it out of every check. How is it back money? Oh, well, we haven't received it. So then they, they said, well, the attorney general in Texas hasn't sent it to the attorney general in California. And I said, well, that sounds like an attorney general problem. It don't sound like a Q problem. But, <laughs> of course, they didn't like that either. But, oh, man, the day they sent me that letter that said I'm good to go was the day I, I went and made 50 copies. No joke. I went and made 50 copies because just in case something popped up, I was going to have a copy, a fresh one, right off the printer, ready to send them. Like, nope. Here's your letter signed by you saying I was good to go. I still got about 45 of those copies left because I had to use about five of them. So let's go back out to the phone lines real quick, Bernard. I appreciate you. Let's talk to Raider Fish at Berkeley. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, hey, DeMond and, and, and Q, always always a pleasure. I like to hear you guys in good spirits. You know, uh, one thing I think needs to happen every single game, uh, not just the one coming up, is – I want to see Carr rush for between maybe 12, 24 yards a game. Get a first down or two. I think that would add some W's uh, to the win column. Just Carr rushing for a touch, uh, first down. But I really want to uh, – let's go back down memory lane with two division rivals. Do you remember Steve Atwater yep. when he hit Christian Okoye? Yep. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I, I do. do. So to answer the question, I think we're going to be talking about J.A. We're going to talk about King Salmon, uh, 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 April. Yeah. I think we may have a similar moment where he pops uh, uh, D. Hank the Tank, man, and, and, and that might set up a spark okay. that could uh, last the whole season. Because sometimes just one, boom, just one play that wow, you know, I remember. Uh, I, I think it was Rod Woodson. He picked the pass off I, again against Denver. Yep. And we went on a run. Uh, I, I, it was one of those playoff rare playoff years in the past thirty. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, uh, I, again to recap, I think Carr rushing for twelve to twenty-four yards is a key to victory to pick up a key first down here and there, and maybe talking about Abrams if he lays the wood. Against Derrick Henry, uh, that could be a spark. So, and I appreciate both of you, man. I'm gonna sign off. Hey, great, great call, my man. I appreciate it. And yeah, I remember Rod Woodson. Uh, the Raiders were losing that game against the Broncos, and he intercepted that ball and took it to the house, and he went like ninety something yards. I mean, that was basically took it off the goal line, took it to the house, and uh, the Raiders went on a roll at, at right after that. Yeah, I remember that. That's that momentum that Demond believes in. You know that that uh, the Raiders were able to pick up and. I also remember Steve Atwater. That was a big-time hitter, man. Remember how hard Steve Atwater used to hit? That dude used to come and lay up high out. All of a sudden, he'd be like, boom! You know, it'd be that John Madden boom. He would he would bring the heat. And uh, Christian Okoye was a big, big dude. 
Uh, one of my worst interviews I ever did was with Christian Okoye, not because it was a bad interview, but because it didn't record. I was so mad. Everyone that does what we do has that one moment. And, Damon, if you haven't had it yet, get ready. You will. It happens. Oh, I had one that was even worse. Bad. Well, I mean, it recorded, but bad audio. Couldn't use it. Yep, there you go. Just There's yesterday. Always, oh, there it is. There's always one, man. And I remember interviewing Christian Nikoi. The interview was really good. He said a lot of good stuff. I went to pull it and, and, and get ready to run it. Nothing there. Empty. Gone. I was like, oh, dang it. So that's what happens when, uh, you know, when things like that go wrong. But, yeah, uh, that would be good. And Jonathan Abram, man, again, I mentioned at the top of the show, he's playing really well. He's playing some good balls, so I can appreciate what he's doing. I like what Patrick Graham and the way Patrick Graham is using him, and I like the way that Jonathan Abram is responding to the way Patrick Graham is using him. Uh, one quick text from the 909. Yo, Q, speaking of the, the, the child support uh, company, or the, the, the child support district uh, or whatever office, whatever the thing is called, uh, this is – uh, IE Raider fan. October's my last month of child support, brother. $1,100 raise, raise coming in hot in November. So there you go. I messed that text all the way up, but it's okay. You get what he's saying. He's got $1,100 extra dollars coming to his bank account starting in November. So uh, good stuff, man. Good for you. Make sure you get copies of that, that letter once they send it to you and they sign you off, man. Make sure you get copies of it because you're going to need it because you'll get that $1,100 raise, and then all of a sudden you'll get a $1,200 bill. I'm just saying. And then you have to show proof that you're good to go. 356 is the time we come back. You'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. He met with the media earlier. Got a couple sound bites I want you to hear, and we'll talk about it. Coming up next as we kick off hour number three of the show. It's Red Nation Radio 920.